1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. If you got your Bibles, turn to it. We'll have it on the screen. It says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. And one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. I'm trying not to preach this part of it because it's not what I'm talking about. But there is a correlation between usual places and weak eyes. Eyes represents vision. If you don't have vision, it's probably because you've been in a usual place. God's probably trying to push you outside your comfort zone, outside of your usual, and you've always got usual results because you've always been in usual places. Another message for another time. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord. Eli was in his usual place, and Samuel was in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and he said, here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and laid down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and he went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said. I think he was kind of like annoyed at this point. I did not call. Anybody hate getting woke up in the night? It's just like once you wake up, it's like you're not going back to sleep. Jamie's like that. I can sleep anywhere. Like I could go to sleep on this stage while you're watching. Like I, I, just, I can sleep anywhere. If she wakes up, it's like if it's 2 a.m., it's like might as well just get up. You know, she's not. So Eli's a little perturbed. Again, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. My son Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and he went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized. He finally got it. Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say this. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and he laid down in his place in the presence of God where the ark of God was. And the Lord came and he stood there. Calling, isn't that crazy? That was wild. The Lord came and he stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. I really believe this. I believe God's raising up a church that is not just wide awake naturally, but I believe God's raising up a church that is wide awake spiritually. We talked about this last week, but I believe even further that God is raising up a church that is wide awake to his voice. I want you to know this. You can hear the voice of God. You can hear the voice of God. What's interesting is that many of us, we just don't recognize that it's God. And I really believe this. I believe so many things in our culture, in our life, lull us to sleep so that we're asleep to God's voice, we're asleep to God's working, we're asleep to God's moving, and we don't even recognize that God is on the move. Even the song said that we do, even when we don't see him working, he's working. But we have no understanding that God is on the move. For many of us, all we can see is our current problem our current storm, our current crisis. But in the middle of all of that, God is saying something. God is speaking. And in this text, Samuel was being wide awake. He was being awakened to hear the voice of God. I, I, I don't know about you, but like I said, I, 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 can, sleep, I can sleep anywhere. I mean, that's just like, that's a, that's a gift. And so years ago, my brother and I, we used to buy and sell cars in Washington and 
and uh, flip them, and we were in school and doing all this kind of stuff and trying to make some extra money, and uh, we'd buy luxury cars in California because we could get them cheaper there, and then we could, we could sell them in our hometown in Washington uh, for a, a lot more. And uh, so we would, in a day, drive all the way to California, make a deal on eBay, come on, and uh, we'd make, make a deal, we would drive it all the way back, and we would sell it. And uh, we, for some reason, we felt like it would be bad for us to sleep anytime in this process. So we'd just drive 10 hours straight to San Francisco, buy the car, drive 10 hours back. We'd just trade off. If we had to stop, the only way we would stop is if the gas tank was empty. That was our rule. We didn't stop for food. We didn't stop to sleep. We didn't stop for fun. We didn't stop to switch drivers. You only stopped when the tank was empty. And I remember I was on one leg of the journey coming back from San Francisco, driving on the five, and so we're cruising down there, and I'm literally pinching my leg to stay awake. I was like, it's kind of weird. It's like, you could have pulled over and taken a nap, but I'm just like, ah, you know, like, and so I'm screaming, Ryan's sleeping, and uh, I'm just like, I'm, I'm trying to keep myself awake, and the next day I woke up, and I was getting dressed, and I looked at my leg, and I had the m- massive bruise, and I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, I'm doing everything I can to stay awake. I could have pulled over and taken a nap, which would have been nice, but you know, it, it, sleep is interesting. Sleep, natural sleep's interesting. Spiritual sleep is interesting. Let me tell you something about natural sleep, if you didn't know this. Did you know that 12% of people dream entirely in black and white? No color? It's like, y'all don't have dreams in color? I I got some vivid dreams. The record for the longest period without sleep is 11 days. Sleep deprivation will actually kill you faster than food deprivation. That's wild. I don't know about that. That's... It's thought that 15% of our population are sleepwalkers. That freaked me out. Some of y'all walking around your house asleep. I mean, that's, we don't do that in my house. Man, you walk around my house and sleep, I'm going to be casting the devil out of you. Like, like, man, we don't do that stuff. Like, you lay in your bed. The other day I walked into Genesis' room, and his eyes were wide awake, but he's asleep. And I'm like, bro, stop that. And he's just... You okay, man? I'm like checking if he's breathing. I mean, it's, it's, it's not right. Even as I walked out the door, he was still watching me. I'm like, man, that's, that's creepy, man. Humans spent up to one-third of their lives sleeping. Some of you more than others. One-third of their lives. So that tells me this. Two-thirds of our lives are spent awake. And I started to think about this. One-third of our life is spent sleeping. Two-thirds of our lives are spent awake. And then I started to think spiritually. I wonder how much. I wonder what the percentage of our lives that we spend spiritually awake. I'm not trying to freak anybody out today, but I want you to know that there is another realm than what we see and what we feel. The Bible says this battle that we wage is not against flesh and blood, what we can see. It is a supernatural battle. Now, I want you to know this, that there is a God who sees you and loves you and also wants to speak to you. I talk to people all the time and think, man, that's kind of weird that God speaks. And if you really play that out, if you really think about it, it's very odd to have a God who cannot speak. In fact, it's a, it's, it's a contradiction of the exact title, God. If he's God, right, then he should be able to speak. So it's very odd to me to, that you might have a God that can't speak. That seems like a very powerless God. And I would like to propose this to you. It's not that we don't hear God speaking. It's that we don't recognize 
that is God. I would propose to you that you hear God more often than you think that you do. And what I'm believing, God, that even through this series and even today, that God would awaken you, not just spiritually, but God would awaken you to his voice. That God would awaken you to hear him. You know, all kinds of things in our life cause us to sleep spiritually, but specifically to sleep on the voice of God. A couple of those things to, that, that, that cause you to sleep on the voice of God is hurt. When you feel pain, it is difficult to hear the voice of God. When you're going through a crisis, when you're going through trial, it is difficult to hear what God is saying. I mean, the only thing you can hear God saying is like, like, like nothing, right? When you're in real pain, it's like, really, God, come on. Or you're hearing what you want to hear. Like, oh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm never going to love people again. That wasn't God. That was your pain talking. Uh, I'll never open my heart to anyone again. Yeah, that's called hurt. That's not God. That, that's your hurt. It causes you to sleep on the voice of God. Your happenings, just life. Life is just going to happen. Crisis is going to happen. Your car is going to break down. Business is going to go up. Business is going to go down. The happenings of life oftentimes will get in the way of us hearing the voice of God. You know what a big one is that's really simple? Hurry. Hurry. Just being busy. We're so, everybody's busy. People are more busy than they've ever been. People are more connected to other people than they've ever been. I, I've, I've read all kinds of studies, and I believe some of them, but all kinds of people are saying, we are the most disconnected society, disconnected culture. Everybody's on their phone. Right. And do you know what they're doing on their phone? Connecting with other people. It's a new medium. Welcome to 2019. You can kick against it all you want. Technology is not evil. Technology is an exposing of who we really are. If you want to connect, you can connect. If you want to be face-to-face, -face, you can be face-to-face. -face. If you want to text someone, you can. If you want to look at something that's bad, you can look at something bad. The iPad's not the problem. It, it, it's what's in us. It's what's in our, it, it, it exposes. It's now a medium that exposes who we really are. Hurry, being in a hurry, hurry, busy, busy, and you can't hear the voice of God. If you're going to hear God, you're going to have to stop and listen. Sometimes with my boys, they'll be running around the house. I'm saying things, and they're not hearing me. Ever had this happen? Am I the only parent? That, it's like, why am I even talking? Just running around. Finally, it's like, stop. I want you to stop. Look at me. And this is what I'll usually say. Look at my eyes. Right? I want to know. I want to know. And I say this all the time. Use your listening ears. As if those ears are different than other ears. <laughs> but apparently, there's a difference in our family. And so, I want you to use your listening ears. Take those ones off. Put the listening ears on. Now, listen to what I have to say. Because what I'm saying, you need to take, you need to take a minute to pause and to listen. If we're going to hear the voice of God, there's going to have to be some place in our life of stillness, of calmness, of peace where we can hear, that we can hear his voice. In our text, it says that, that Samuel laid down in the presence of God. Wherever you see the ark of God in the Old Testament, it represents God's presence. So the place that Samuel made his bed was where God rested, the place that he resided. He said, this is where I'm going to camp. Eli, it says, camped in his usual place. Usual places get usual results. If you want your business to change, you got to do something that you've been doing. Everybody wants to change everything about everything, but they don't recognize if it's not working this way, you got to change something about the way you're doing it, or it will never change. You can't wish it away. You can't hope it away. It's not a staff person's problem. It's not, 
There is, a, there is a systematic problem, a strategic problem. You've got to change to begin to incur growth. This is what's happening. Is Eli is in a usual place. His eyes are becoming weak. Samuel is laying in the presence of God. And because of the place he's in, he hears a voice. I'm going to tell you this. Your atmosphere matters. Who you hang out with, where you hang out with, being in the house of God, it matters. Being consistent whenever the doors are open, being in the presence, it matters. Because when Samuel was consistently in the house, even though he didn't know God yet, he heard a voice. Now the problem was when Samuel heard the voice, he didn't know it was God. And this is what the text says. It says that he ran to Eli. Eli, you called? Eli's like groggy, coming out of the sleep, like, what are you talking about? No. Go lay down. Samuel goes and lays down, comes again the second time. God speaks to him. He comes back. Eli, you called. I'm here. Eli said, I did not call you. And this is when, like with my boys, I'll be like, okay, this is a ploy to try to stay awake. Hey, Dad, did you call? No. I said, go to bed. Oh, I thought maybe you called me. No, I didn't. Go back to bed, you know? It's like, they'll try anything. My, 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 I'm thirsty. I'm like, Right, you've already drank a gallon of water. Go to bed. I got to go to the bathroom because you drank the gallon of water. Like, this is this is wrong. They're smarter than I am. It's just it's just round and around we go. Eli didn't even recognize that something was happening, and Samuel didn't recognize that the voice that he was hearing was the voice of God. He heard a voice but didn't know it was God. Let me say this to you. I really believe this that you're hearing voices that are God, and maybe you don't even know that they are. You're hearing God, some of you are like, oh, I don't know if God speaks. You probably hear God. You probably just don't even know that it's God. You know that voice last week in worship that told you to forgive your uncle? And you're like, oh, that's me. That wasn't you. Oh, that's the devil. It wasn't the devil. You heard God. God speaks through your own mind, your own heart, your own situation. Well, God doesn't always speak out loud. I've never heard God speak out loud. Many people have. I've never heard him speak out loud. God speaks to me in my thoughts. Well, no, that's just, that's just me. You think you decided to go forgive your uncle? No. Someone put that idea in your mind. It was the voice of God. Samuel began to hear God, but he didn't know it was God. And he ran to Eli. Let me say, let me say it this way. You will run to the voice that you, to the person that you think the voice belongs to. And so let me caution you on something is, is that for many people, the only voice of God they hear is from the man of God. They have pastors, leaders, teachers. But I want you to know this, God's raising up a church that believes in the preaching of the gospel and preaching that, I, I hope you enjoy the preaching of the word, but you hear God. You hear God for you. Eli was the person that Samuel looked to as a leader, and he, Samuel ran to him and said, I hear this voice, it must be you. But it wasn't him. God was trying to do something in Samuel. Listen, God wants to do something bigger in you than just church. And church is amazing. What God's doing is incredible. But God wants a relationship with you that is connected specifically to you. He has a calling that's on your life that's yours independently and yours solely. God loves you so much. He doesn't want to talk to a translator to you. He wants to talk to you. Well, I go to church so I can hear from God. That's important and you'll hear from God at church. But did you know that you can hear God every day of the week? 
And this is what I'm praying for our church is that we become wide awake to the voice of God. That business deals don't become just opportunities. They become leadings from the Spirit of God. Because God's going to tell you to do something and it doesn't make sense and you should do it. Did you know that it didn't make sense to build the building that you're sitting in right now? But I heard the voice of God say it's time to build. We didn't have the money. We didn't have the people. But God said build. Sometimes God's truth will trump our practicality. And we have to trust that what we hear is God. We've got some announcements coming up in the next couple weeks. It's because of the voice of God that we're trusting and that we're believing. But that doesn't just happen through leaders and pastors. God wants to speak to you. Samuel heard the voice and he ran to Eli. But I believe we've got to begin to hear God for ourselves. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, Paul is speaking to Timothy and he says, Fan into flame. The gift of God. He's saying that it's not at its completed state as it is. There is more to it. So I want you to fan it into flame. I want you to work it out. I want you to know this. you got to work out the voice of God. The voice of God is not just something that you get saved and all of a sudden you just begin to hear the voice of God clearly and you know it's the voice of God. I've been look, working at this for a long time. You have to begin to tune your ear to hear his voice. The voice of God is like a muscle. It is. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. The, the more you, that's why for some of us, it feels so odd to even think about God speaking. It feels so odd to even listen to God like, that's just me, that's just my thoughts. But it's like a muscle. If you've never worked it out, it'll be out of shape. But as you begin to discipline yourself to make room and to make space and to listen to God, God will begin to speak to you. And as you begin to work out that muscle, it'll begin to be you ever lifted weights and you couldn't lift a certain weight, but as you begin to progress and you were consistent, now what used to be hard is easy? What happened? You built muscle. Spiritually, hearing God is the exact same way that you build spiritual muscle so that you can begin to hear the voice of God. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14, it says, But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. By constant use, they, constant use, constant use, constant. How many of you, don't answer this question, how many of you are like once every three months to the gym people? Don't raise your hand. I saw some of you this week, I think. It's, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to get back into it. Like, just stop posting that on social media. I'm really getting back into my workout. Just stop getting out of it. Find a rhythm. You know, you never have to get back into shape if you stay in shape. I know. It's crazy. I'm smart. I'm smart. I was homeschooled. It, spiritually, you don't have to try to get everything back. You can stay in a consistent rhythm by constant use. You can train yourself to hear the voice of God. You know why I moved to Texas? Because I heard the voice of God. You know why I left Washington? Because I heard the voice of God. You know why I married Jamie? Because I heard the voice of God. You know why I took this church? Because I heard the voice of God. You know why we heard to build this building? Because we heard the voice of God. You know why we started an internship? Because we heard the voice of God. You know why we started an academy and a preschool? Because we heard the voice of God. It's God speaking. God's leading. You know why I'm a Seahawks fan? Just joking, gotcha, 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 because I heard the voice of God. Oh, man, I'm waiting all day to drop that one on you. Oh, Jesus. 
recognizing, recognize, in, in order to have a conversation, there has to be two elements of the conversation. And one is recognizing the voice that's speaking. If I'm going to have a conversation, do you know God wants to have a conversation with you? He didn't just want to have a, a monologue. He didn't want just a one way, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. The reason that Jesus died on the cross was to forgive us of our sins, but also to restore relationship with God so that now we can have reconciliation, that we can have relationship with God so that there can be conversation, that we can come into his presence. Hebrews says, I can come before his throne with boldness, with confidence. Why? Because of what Jesus did to bring me into right relationship. I know this is practical today, but I'm trying to wake you up. In an element of your life, I had a coach that used to tell me, you have to get back to the fundamentals. I'm like, I want to learn this, or I want to learn that. I want to learn that skill. He says, you've got to get back to the basics. And I think spiritually, sometimes we want the greater thing and the next thing and the new revelation and the new message. But sometimes we got to go back to the basics and master the little things like hearing the voice of God. Wide awake to the voice of God. Two elements of recognizing, uh, of two elements of conversation is recognizing God's voice is the first one. Recognizing. God's speaking to you. Do you know it's him? Years ago, I was speaking at a camp, and it was my first camp that I'd ever preached on my own. I had an encounter with God when I was 16, started preaching right away. When I was 18, I got invited to come be the main speaker at this big camp, and I came. I'd never spoken at a camp before. I'd never preached multiple messages in a row before, and I came. I was freaked out. I fasted, like went without food, prayed hours and hours, barely slept the night before. God, please use me. Please do something. Please don't let me screw this up. God, please. And so I got up there, and I'm speaking to, to young people that are about my same age, and I'm preaching the gospel. We give an altar call. The power of God hits the place. The entire room, every single person comes forward, crowding the altars. A young lady comes up right to the front, and she's right there. And as I'm praying, and I'm looking, I'm like, oh, God, I think you're doing something. Then please do it. Keep doing it. And, and I was so nervous, and I felt this impression. You ever felt an impression? An impression, like a thought. This girl right here, and I felt like an impression, like God was telling me that she is like an Esther. And Esther in your Bible says, for she was called for such a time as this. She's an Esther, and that God was raising her up in her generation for such a time as this. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what, where did that come from? I don't even know that girl. That's, I say, hey, I just need to be obedient. I need to tell you this. Some of you have had this happen. I'm like, I'm not trying to call you out. So I called her out. I'm not trying to embarrass you, but I just embarrassed her. And, I, and ever had that happen? And, and I said, I just feel like I need to tell you. I have this like impression to tell you that you're like an Esther. And she begins to weep. I mean, like ugly cry, right? I'm like, all I said was Esther. <laughs> you know, I'm like, did I, I'm looking behind me, make sure no one's doing anything, and, and she's weeping. I'm like, God told me to tell you, I think, that God's raising you up in this generation. She is weeping. And so I'm kind of standing. I don't know what to do at this point. I'm like new in this. So I'm like standing there. So I went for her. I'm like, hey, is everything okay? And I'm like really like, one, like y'all, y'all right? And I'm like, did that word mean something to you? Obviously. I said, what's your name? She goes, Esther, I'm like, oh my goodness, God, you were teaching me something. Did he just speak to me her name? So I'm like, oh, no, I don't know. Hey, do you believe God can speak? Can he say whatever he wants? Do you think he would know your name? Do you think he can tell your name to someone else? Well, it's up to you. You can decide. 
And I'm like, God, I think you're trying to teach me something. That in your presence, in the place, there is an impression. Your voice, I thought, was going to be this thundering thing. Dustin, her name is Esther. Hi, Esther. God told me your name. It wasn't that. It was, an imp- it was like this little impression. I felt compassion for her. I felt like, almost like I felt like God's heart for her. And then I had to step out in faith. And I didn't know, was it my thought, was it God's thought, I don't know, because you have to work this out. You've got to give it constant use. You've got to train yourself. You've got to fan it into flame. You can't just come to church and sit in a seat. You have to put yourself into training to begin to hear and discern the voice of God, because God wants to do something through your life and through your family and through your legacy, but he needs your ear in order to speak to you. He's not going to write it out for you. He's not going to shout it over your head hesitations and over your doubts God is going to whisper in your impression in your thoughts in your own mind Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4 says the sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary I don't know if you know this or not but every time before I preach this is this is the scripture that I pray for you and I pray for myself God give me an instructed tongue that I might know the word of God that sustains the weary. And it says this. It says, he wakens me morning by morning. He wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. This is my prayer. God, will you awaken our ear, the ear of Church 1132. Will you awaken us to hear, to listen. Do you know there's a difference between hearing a noise and listening to a noise? Hearing is a byproduct of the, the volume of the noise. Listening is a byproduct of intentionality. Are you hearing when God gets loud enough, or are you listening to what he's saying? God doesn't speak to us because he needs to. He speaks to us because he loves us. Did you know the only reason God has to speak is out of love? It's not to show off. He knows he's God. It's not to just show that he can. He knows what he can do. He knows his ability. It is because he loves us and wants relationship with us. Well, maybe with, no, everyone. I've, I've had a bad past, Pastor. That's fine. God's not looking for people with good past to speak to. He died for all of us and wants to speak to all of us. So there's two parts to the conversation. There is recognizing the voice, but there's another part of it. It's responding to what he said. Recognizing who the voice is, but responding to what is said. Pastor Cameron told me about an example that I did a long time ago, and I totally forgot it, and I, it's, it's really good, and it was, it was his idea, so he gets credit. But I did this in, in, in a message. I, if, if I got a phone call right now, someone's name comes up on the screen, and I look at it, I would determine by who it was if I would answer or not. How many of y'all, like, never talk on the phone? You know, it's just like, text me, right? That's like me. If you're trying to, if, if you've been calling for a while, and you haven't got a call back, I'm really sorry. But if you text me, way better chance, okay? Um, but there's a couple reasons why we answer calls and why we don't. You ever got that call and it says on your phone, fraud risk? This is free, but don't answer those. Somehow I'm going to get bamboozled. I mean, it's like, you got you to watch out. You got to be on guard. You got to be awake. When you get a call... By seeing who it is, it determines if you answer it or not. You know what I think some people do? God calls them, and they like to tell people God called them. 
Like, for instance, if Russell Wilson, he's the quarterback for the Seahawks, if you didn't know, MVP this year, if he called me right now, she probably probably call me later, but <laughs> if he called me right now while I'm preaching, I would look at that, and this is like what most of us do. Guys, Russell, Russell's calling me. Me and Russell are tight. Oh, man, me and Russ, man, we go way back. Yeah, I mean, before Sierra, me and Russ, like we knew each other. I mean, like we're tight like that. But if I never answered it, we would never have a conversation. And do you know what I think a lot of believers do? They come to church. God called. God called. Oh, yeah, man, God, what do you say? Oh, man, God called. We're tight like that, man, every Sunday, man. I'm a lead team. God called. Done all the connect lessons three times through. It's amazing. I'm like the connector. And, great. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you answered? There's usually a reason why he's calling. It's not to say he called. It's because he has something to say. I wrote this down last night. I was just thinking, why do we answer the calls that we answer? I think you answer calls from people you have history with. Right? You have deep relationship with. So-and-so calls like, man, I'm answering that. I'm, I'm answering that call. I think that you answer calls from people you need to hear from. Right? Like you have a need. Maybe you're closing a business deal. And it's a big deal. It's going to change everything for your business. And they call. And you're in a movie. You don't like say, decline, I think I'll finish my movie. You're up, out of the way, kick someone's popcorn out of the way. Because you need to hear that there's an urgency to, to, to enter into conversation because you need to hear. I think you answered calls from people you're expecting to hear from. Like you know someone's going to call. I talked to someone yesterday. I said, hey, as soon as you got that meeting, give me a call. When they called, you know what? I was expecting them to call. And I answered because of the expectation. If they would have just called me out of the blue, I might not have answered. But because I was expecting this one, I picked it up. You answer calls from people you want to hear from. You ever get a phone call and you're like, ooh, that's not good. You know what I'm saying? Like those ones. It's like, oh boy, yeah, not today. Not today, devil. Like, I ain't doing that. I ain't messing with that one today. And then you get calls from people, oh my gosh, I want to, I want to hear from them. Do you know what? The way that we answer calls is really the way that we hear from God. It it really is. It's, if you got history with God, you'll want to respond to his call. If, if you need something from God, you're going to want to Respond to his call. If you're expecting to hear from God, see, this is why some of you have never received anything at church because you always came to see what God would do. But you never expected to receive a call. Now, see, right now, I'm talking, but God's talking. Not, I'm telling you all in this room, I might be saying this thing, I might be saying some type of craziness, but God's here. And he's speaking straight to your heart, straight to your situation. That's why when people walk out of here, they're like, man, I felt like pastor was talking straight to me. It's not me. I'm just saying, God, use whatever I can do. But the Holy Spirit is using this vehicle to speak straight to your heart. I don't know your business. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what happened this week. I don't know about the fight you had on the way to church this morning. I don't know. But God does. So that's why he'll use someone or something to connect with something. And you've got to recognize it wasn't the message, friend. It was a God that loves you, that knows you, and that sees you. The voice of God, this is what the voice of God will tell you. The voice of God tells us God's original 
best intent for his creation. You know why sometimes people don't answer the call from God? I don't really want to hear what he has to say. I would rather say God called and we're tight and he has my number and he's in my, he's in my contacts. But I really don't, I, do, I really don't want to hear what he has to say. I think people that like are in relationships, this is usually the case. It's like, man, me and God are tight, got accountability, whatever. And it's like, I just don't want to hear from him. I just don't want to, I don't want to have to actually hear what God has to, to say. I want to be tight with God, I just don't want to hear his voice. You know what you need to know about God? God's not trying to ruin you. God's not trying to ruin your fun, ruin your pleasure, ruin your identity, ruin your career. You know what God's trying to do? He's trying to get you to his original best intent for your life. God's, God's plan for you is good. His, his purpose for you is good. The happiest you will be is in the place that God has for you. You can make a million dollars doing something that God has not called you to do, and you will be more unhappy than making $20,000 a year at some low-end job that God's called you to do. I'm telling you, this is why there's all kinds of people with all kinds of resources, with all kinds of depression, because it's not about what you make, where you make it. It's about being smack dab in the middle of God's plan. And you don't know God's plan if you don't know God's voice. You won't know God's purpose if you don't know God's voice. You don't know God's will if you don't know God's voice. So people say, Pastor, I need to know God's will. Let me tell you, you can hear for yourself. You can hear for yourself. Let me give you something real practical and we'll close. This is how I hear from God. This is super practical. I'm going to put it on the screen just so you can see it. I ask God to speak to me. Some of you are like, oh, really? Came to church for that? Start asking. Ask God to speak to me. Take time to listen. You know what happened to me the first time I was telling you about that meeting yesterday? Hey, I've tried to get this meeting. Give me a call. Well, after they got out of that meeting and they gave me the call, I was actually on another call. So I missed their call. You know what I think happens a lot of times? Is we say, God, will you speak to us? And then we go about our busy lives. And we never wait. I could probably help someone's marriage real quick. If you're always saying things but never listening, you probably, like, have some work to do. You need to come to our marriage workshop on the 20th. Because conversation has to do with two parties. It has to do with two conversations. It's got to be both ways. It's not, you didn't communicate when you vented. That's not communication. Communication is both ways. It's understanding. You have to recognize it's God's voice, but you have to respond to what he's saying. So I ask God to speak, but then I take time to listen. And then, this is where it gets difficult, I step out in faith on what I heard. See, this is where a lot of people stop. God speaks to me. God speaks. Thank you, God. That's good. But now you're going to do it? He said to start leading. He said to share your faith with your coworker. He said to forgive so-and-so. He said to give that money away. He said to go here, go on that mission trip. Well, thank you for speaking, but are you listening? No, are we doing so this is what I do. This, God, will you speak to me? Make room to listen. And then, okay, Dustin, come on. Now do what he said. Now I'm going to give you one more step. And then I follow up. You know, back in the day, there was like major prophetic movements and everybody was thus saith the Lord this and thus saith the Lord that. But it, but it was, no, nobody ever tested it. Thus saith the Lord, in six months you're going to be a millionaire. Well, in six months, if I'm not a millionaire, something's wrong. Right? 
And then you start doubting yourself, and you think God's condi- God must, must not love me because they, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. Man, I'm doing my best to hear the voice of God, but I miss him sometimes. So I have to follow up because Dustin gets in the way of God sometimes. And so I got to follow up and I have to die daily and I have to say, Dustin, you got to stop this. You got to silence your voices and your ideas and your agenda and your self righteousness and your pride and your. I got to silence all that so I can hear his voice. So God speak to me. I make room to listen. I'm going to step out in faith and then I follow up. And then I recognize, oh, that's God's voice. Do you know that my son Jude, he knows my voice. He can hear me come in the house. I can say something and he knows daddy's here because he's heard. He's heard it and now he knows it. Do you know how you know God's voice? You have to hear it, hear it, hear it, hear it, hear it. Oh, follow up. That wasn't. I was in crisis mode. That was me. Oh, that is. That's it. Esther, that's God's voice. There it is. I know. I made a mental marker when I was 18 years old at that summer camp. Oh, that is God's voice. And now I know. Now I know. Years down, I know when God speaks now. God speaks to me. I still miss it sometimes because I have flesh. But I know when God speaks. That's why I know in this room right now that God's healing somebody from depression. Because the same voice that said Esther is the same voice in my mind that I was praying between services and the Holy Spirit said somebody's been struggling with depression for years and is going to get set free today. Well, that could be anybody. Yeah, it could. But if you're struggling with depression, it might help you. Because God might set you free today. That's the God we serve. I'm taking a little time here, and this is a very practical subject. It's a little different flow sometimes than even how, how we talk because it's super, it's a little bit more heavy on the teaching side of it. But I want you to hear the voice of God. I want a church that is wide awake to the voice of God. I don't want to be the voice of God to you, the only voice. I want you to hear. I want to confirm what you're already hearing. I want to speak to what God already whispered into your heart. I want to confirm the dream that God put into your heart in your prayer closet. I want to come beside you. I want to root you on. I want to cheer you on as you make a difference in your world. But if you're going to make a difference for the kingdom of God, you have to wake up to hear his voice. And to hear his voice, you got to give yourself to consistent training. you got to fan it into flame. you got to give yourself to listening and to practice so that you can recognize and hear this voice. My bet would be you actually do hear God's voice. You just got to recognize which one is His. Thanks for listening to the Church 1132 broadcast. You can join us live every Sunday during our worship experience or at church1132.com.